Well, come on, Redemption Church. Let's give God a shout of praise. Amen. Amen. Hey, you guys can go ahead and grab a seat. My name is Byron. I get the great privilege to be able to serve here as the lead pastor. Hey, turn to your neighbor and say, it's Baptism Sunday. Turn to your other neighbor and say, I know. Man, I love Baptism Sunday. If you're a guest, you chose the perfect Sunday to come and to see what redemption is all about because we exist to help people experience life change through Jesus. And you're going to see life change happen right here on this Sunday. We've been teaching through a Bible study series that we are calling We Are Redemption. That's all about how we experience life change through Jesus. This is the final week, and I thought it would be the best way to conclude this series by celebrating life change through baptisms. And we've been walking through our core values as a church, things that really make us who we are. And here's what the core values are. I'll just give them to you up front. You can go back and you can listen on the podcast or on YouTube so you can learn a little bit more about it. But here's our five core values. What do we do at Redemption? We do five things. That's what we do. We worship, community, evangelism, serving, and generosity. Now, here's my guarantee for you. If you give us one year and you commit and you devote yourself to practicing these habits or routines every single day, not just on Sunday, but every day, we guarantee you will experience life change. That if you live a lifestyle of worship, putting God first in everything that you valuing his presence in your life, if you live a lifestyle of community, surrounding yourself with other believers who are gonna inspire you, motivate you, and hold you accountable, if you share your faith through evangelism by investing, being intentional, in relationships, inviting others to church, having conversations or cups of coffee with neighbors or friends or strangers, if you would adopt that as a lifestyle in your life. And then lastly, is through serving and generosity. That if you would do these five things, I guarantee you at the end of the year, you will be more like Jesus and you will experience life change that comes through Jesus. But here's what's important for us to understand as a church is that these are not checklists, These are to be lists. This is not just what we do, it is who we are. That these words, worship, community, evangelism, serving, generosity, they do not describe redemption, they define redemption. This is not just what we do, it is who we are as individuals and as a church. The way that we've been saying it throughout the series is this, is life change is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle of worship. It's a lifestyle of community. It is a lifestyle of evangelism, serving, and generosity. Because if we want to live the life of Jesus, we must adopt the lifestyle of Jesus. That it's not just enough for us to admire Christ, but rather we aspire to be like him in everything that we do. And as we close out this We Are Redemption series, we're going to celebrate it by baptisms by people publicly going forward, declaring the life change that they have experienced on the inside. They're going to show that to the world on the outside. And so here's what I want to do as we close. I want to just give you a couple of ways that we see life change happen as a church. So how does life change happen? 
Well, this is what Jesus tells us in Matthew 28, the Great Commission. And he says the final words to his followers. Here's what he says. He says in Matthew 28, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I am with you always, even until the end of the age. Here we are in downtown Beaumont still celebrating that Jesus is with us. And we are still fulfilling and living out the great commission that Christ has given to us. Redemption Church, we are fulfilling the great commission today. It's amazing. And here's what I always say. It's like, what is it that makes redemption a great church? How do you know that you're a part of a great church? Well, here's what I would say. Is a great church is one who has a great commitment to fulfilling the great commission. That as you are committed to the commission... God begins to work in amazing ways, and that is a great church. And when it comes to the idea of the Great Commission, typically we think of it just as go and make disciples. I'm pretty sure that you've heard a sermon or a message or you've seen it on a bumper sticker. That's like the first verse they tell you to memorize whenever you grow up going to Sunday school. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. And we typically think that, that, that the, the, the Great Commission is solely about evangelism. Go and make some disciples. Go lead people to Jesus. And then we get really excited about it. But the Great Commission is not just one thing, but rather it is three things. That within this text, there's actually three things that fulfill the Great Commission. The first one is to make disciples. So pull out your notes on your phone or write it down, just something that you can remember later on this week. But the first thing is that we are to make disciples. That we're not here just to make converts. We're not here just to help people make a decision, but rather we want to make true, genuine disciples. What is a disciple? A disciple is a person who follows Jesus with their life. It is a lifestyle. It is a person who is trusting, obeying, and following after Christ as their Lord and Savior. That's what we want to see. We don't want to just see people make decisions, but rather as a church, we want to help people to become disciples. And that's the first thing that Jesus tells us to do. And then he says to baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I need you to understand something, that whenever you become a follower of Jesus, the next step is to get in the waters and to be baptized. Because Jesus tells us that the first step in following him is by being baptized as well. And today we're going to get to see some people go public with some life change. We're going to see people celebrate what God's done in their life. It's going to be amazing, amen? We're a part of a church that is making disciples. How incredible is that? And this year, in 2022 alone, we will have the opportunity to baptize over 100 people this year as a church. We're fulfilling the Great Commission. It's incredible to see what God is doing here. We are a part of a church that is making disciples. But that's just the first step. There's actually more to fulfilling the Great Commission because Jesus told him to do something else. Not only go and make disciples, but then he says to teach them to observe all that I have commanded of you. What is this? This ain't no splash and dash. Okay, that's what we see oftentimes. People were like, hey, I got baptized, and then we never see him again. Right? They get baptized and they're like, I'm great, I'm fine, and everything is going to be okay. And then I'm never going to go back to church again or go to small group because I've, I'm baptized. I have arrived. What we call that is splash and dash, right? And, 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 and dip and dip out. Like we're not doing that here, right? No, because it's not enough just to make disciples. As a church, we have to come up with a system and a process to mature disciples, 
that disciples are not just made, but disciples also need to be matured. There is a maturation process that happens when you choose to follow Jesus. See, a lot of times people think that baptism is the finish line. That's what a lot of people in your denominations or traditions or upbringings might have been. Like you have to take a class, and when you turn 12 years old, you get baptized, and then you're good from there. But according to the Bible, baptism is not the finish line. Baptism is the starting line. That baptism is just the beginning of the process of life change happening. And how long does life change take? It takes your entire life. Because life change not only is a lifestyle, life change takes a lifetime. That as you begin to follow after Jesus, God is going to begin to do more and reveal more. He's going to begin to convict you of more. You're going to grow. You're going to mature. You're going to get strengthened. And then you're going to be able to, to make a difference. God is always continually working in your life. If you think you've arrived, you haven't. Because life change takes a lifetime. So here's the question. At Redemption Church, how do we make sure people don't splash and dash? Like how do we not only make disciples, but how do we mature disciples as well? Well, good news here at Redemption, we have a discipleship pathway at our church. Let me go ahead and show them. They have it up on the screen right here. This is the discipleship pathway. The first step in following in uh, discipleship here at Redemption is to attend. So go ahead, give yourself a big round of applause. You made it to the discipleship path line. You all have done number one. You have attended. There you go, there you go. So after that, what is my next step? Literally the next step is next steps. Every first Sunday of the month, me and Ashley, we would love to take you out for lunch. And we bring all the new people in the church. We share the vision. We share our story. And then we help you make some relationships, get connected, and feel like you're a part of the church. So if you've attended, the next step is for you to go to next steps. But how many of you know that you never run out of next steps when you're following Jesus? There's always more that God wants to do in your life. And so after you go through next steps, what we do is we plug you into a, a serve team. And in this serve team, you're going to make relationships. You're going to find your spiritual gifts. In this serve team, you're going to start making a difference. What we say is that life change comes through Jesus, but it wouldn't be possible without our serve team. Hey, for, can we give it up for our serve team this morning for setting up the baptism tank, for serving in the rain, for showing up at 630 this morning to make it happen. It is amazing. Life change comes through Jesus, but it wouldn't be possible without our serve team. Serve team, we love you. What happened? after that? Well, once you join a serve team, we plug you into a small group. A small group is where discipleship really begins to take root because you're surrounding yourself with other Christians and believers in different ages and life stages, and you're reading the Bible together. You're sharing a meal together. You're doing life together. Listen, God did not make us to do life alone. There is no such thing as DIY Christianity. It takes everybody to be able to help each other to be able to follow Jesus faithfully. And so we want you to be in a small group because relationships don't happen in the lobby. Relationships happen in a living room. When you begin to do life with one another, it's not going to happen in five minutes, but rather it's going to happen when you open your heart, you open your home, and you begin to have a meal and pray and have discipleship with one another. So we want you in a small group. Small groups will begin open signups in January. Man, I would love to see 
our church plugged in to a small group. And then there's membership. Membership is when you yoke up with the local church. When you when you lay down your roots and say, this is my church, it moves from it moves from you to us, it moves from me to we. It's when we all covenant to be a part of this thing together. And we would love for you to become a member. Membership opens again in January. We're gonna do a membership one day. We're gonna have a whole day dedicated to teaching and to be able to apply and to invite you into becoming a member. And then it opens the door to our team leads and our small group leaders because eventually as you begin to mature, then you're going to start developing others. When you begin to be a disciple yourself, then you're going to start pouring out into other people's lives. And then the last step is leadership and leadership of the church. Not everybody is called to be a leader, but there are many in the church who are called to be leaders, whether coordinators, pastors, directors, trustees, or elders. But wherever you fall in the pipeline, what I want to show you is that every single person has a next step, that you never run out of next steps when you're walking with Jesus. Redemption Church has a pathway. We have, we have a guide to be able to walk people from the moment of baptism to their full potential in Christ Jesus. And we want you to be able to not just be made into a disciple, but we want to help mature people into the disciple that Christ has called you to be. That it's not enough just to make a decision. No, we need to make disciples and to genuinely make disciples. We also must mature disciples as well, which leads to the third point. The third thing is this, is that we multiply disciples. So number one, the Great Commission says to make disciples. Number two, to mature disciples. And then number three, that we are to multiply disciples as well. Because what is, what, what is the byproduct of discipleship? More disciples. That it's not just the organization's job to make disciples. No, it is the individual's job. That it's you and me. We are redemption. I'm not redemption. Right? Trevor's not redemption. Right? Ethan's not redemption. The staff is not redemption. Who is redemption? We are redemption. That's why it takes a great commitment from a church to the great commission in order to be the church. It's all of us working together to be able to fulfill the command of Christ to go and make disciples. And once you have been walking through this, you're going to recognize that you are going to begin to multiply the impact and the reach that you have in other people's lives as well. People will say all the time, well, I'm a mature Christian. I'm a mature Christian. I don't need that stuff because I'm a mature Christian. Well, how do you know if a person's a mature Christian? I'll tell you what. It is not because of the Bible verses they memorized. It is not because of the systematic theologies that they have studied. It is not because of their Christian t-shirts. It is not because of their Facebook posts. If you truly want to know if somebody is a mature believer in Christ, you'll look at the people that they've led to Christ. Because a mature disciple multiplies disciples as well. I mean, there's some people and there's some churches where they, they say, well, we just like going really deep. We, we, just focus on, we just focus on making disciples. And every single year, their baptism tank is empty. Because they focused either one on making disciples or they focused primarily on maturing disciples. But they've forgotten that disciples make disciples. Disciples make disciples. Research has shown that 95% of Christians in America have yet to lead one person to Jesus in their lifetime. What that goes to show me is that, that many in America, they have not been obedient to the great commission of Christ. That many in America, we have not taken the
words of Christ seriously when he says to go and make disciples. We have treated it more like the great omission rather than the great commission. To go and make disciples, to teach them to obey everything that I've commanded of you, and I'm with you always, even till the end of the age. The end of the age implies that we're not finished with the Great Commission. That until Jesus comes back, our job is to make, to mature, and to multiply disciples. But I know here at Redemption, we are not a statistic, amen? No, God has called us to be what? A gospel-centered movement. We are not a statistic, we are a movement. And at this church, everyone gets their one. Everyone, every year, has a challenge laid before them to baptize one person in the following year. Do you know one person who does not yet know and love Jesus? I bet as I'm talking right now, the Holy Spirit's bringing them to your mind at this moment. Well, what do you do for that one person? Well, here's what you do. You pray for them. You fast for them. You invite them out to coffee. You text them. You invite them to church. You, you, you share your testimony, your story. You ask difficult questions. You, you work with them through the process. And you don't give up on them until they get in this tank. And then at the end of next year, then you will be able to join the Great Commission by standing in this water and baptizing somebody that you have personally led to Christ yourself. There's a, a, a man who has uh, started coming to our church this year. And he came up to me after service at the 8.30, and here's what he said. He said, Pastor Byron, he said, in, in, in September, I got my one. I was able to baptize my wife. I, I got my one. And today, I got my two. And he was able to baptize his kids. Guy just became a, mem- a member of our church just jumped into the church, just rededicate his life to Jesus. And he's so passionate about what God is doing that he's actually gotten to baptize two people this year alone. You know, that's what God wants for every single one of us, not to be spectators, but to be participators, not to sit on the sidelines, but to get in the game and to make disciples, to mature disciples, and then to continue the disciple multiplication until the ends of the age.